Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Even as the economy gets better for people in the upper middle and at the top, man, it's tough if you are on the bottom or in the middle, struggling with groceries, the cost, inflation, the struggles of life. And hunger is a key part of that. You know, if you're if you're not fed, you're not focused on taking care of your family. You're not focused on work. Kids aren't focused on learning. It is one of those foundational things. Today, uh, I was part of the effort for Second Harvest Heartland, which is one of the largest food banks in the country. It is our food bank here in uh, this part of Minnesota. And we want to make hunger history. We want to cut hunger in half in Minnesota, in half by 2030. It's big. It's big. And the CEO of Second Harvest Heartland, Allison O'Toole, is with us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline to talk a little bit about what this exactly means, how we're going to measure it, and how our listeners can get involved in being a part of it. Allie, thanks for being us. How 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 big is this uh, moment today? Well, thanks for having me on, Jason, and thanks for your support. This is a pivotal moment for our community, and I think we have a once-in-a-generation opportunity to make hunger history in Minnesota um, and come together as a community and get this done once and for all. So I think it is, it is a pivotal moment. Um, food shelf visits have been on the rise the last few years. They've doubled since 2021. The status quo is not an option, and that's what leads to today. Part of what uh, makes this, I think, a little challenging for people to get their arms around is because when you think about fighting <laughs> hunger, perhaps you think about providing emergency food, right? The food shelves all around the state. Second Harvest Heartland is sort of the, the hub of the system where we bring in donations, we buy food, distribute that out. But explain how the data indicates that, you know, I like to say we can't feed our way out of hunger. So explain kind of what we're looking at that shows that. That's right. And I think it's, you know, the important, like the crux of this uh, initiative um, and this way of thinking is that food banks and the emergency system are only part of the solution. I think the biggest lever we have um, are policy changes, really smart policy changes. You think about what's in place already with universal school meals, a state-funded tax credit. We saw both those policies reduce, during COVID, reduce child poverty by 40% almost overnight. And so when you think about what we do, you're right, Jason, we can't feed our way out of this. We have to think more broadly and more collaboratively about how we get at this issue. And that's that's sort of the big part of this, right, where you take an operation like Second Harvest Heartland, which is really focused on being super efficient 
and and innovative in ways to make sure we get like fresh produce and culturally relevant food to uh, different parts of the state that are looking for those kind of things. So we've been working on that. But at the same time, you sort of look at the information. You're like, man, if all we do is just keep cranking out food, we know hunger is going to continue to grow. So at a certain point, you say, like, how much food can we can we buy? Is it even realistic to produce this level of food if we don't address some of the root causes, which is kind of scary. But that's what we have to do, right? That's what we have to do. It's scary, but it's doable, Jason. We have, I'm going to go on my Minnesota, um, like, fan mode here. We have one of the most generous states in the country. We also have one of the most collaborative states in the country. We come together as a community to rally when we need to. And we really need to. We're at a crisis point right now. And so I think, you know, not only can we do it, but when you um, think about the issue, it's more than just those day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month emergency boxes of fresh veggies and um, protein that we hand out. We have to look at some of the systemic changes. And some of those are the root causes, transportation, housing, other things like that. Also, connecting families to the SNAP program. SNAP is otherwise known as food stamps, and SNAP has nine times our power. So I'll give you an example. Last year, we distributed about 130 million meals to our community. SNAP has nine times that power. And so we need to invest in programs like that that actually uh, help um, provide stability to families in a different way than those just monthly or weekly food boxes. That emergency food is so important, especially right now. But we, if we're going to get to the bottom of this, we have to think more broadly. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Allison O'Toole is the CEO of Second Harvest Heartland. Are you worried? Part of the beauty of Second Harvest Heartland is that no matter what your politics are, everyone supports the idea of getting food to people who are in need. When you start talking about policy changes, are you worried that that makes the organization like, well, are you guys, uh, are you a... left-wing organization? Are you a right, whatever the case may be? Are you worried about wading into politics in this way? So we are a nonpartisan organization, Jason, and we will always be that. And what we know is that hunger is a unifying issue. Yeah. Um, not only for this community, but it, honestly, at the federal level, some of the, um, you know, you think about Congress right now and how slow it is to uh, change and enact policies. They're talking about a child tax credit in Congress right now. That is music to our ears. So I think when you think about the issue of your neighbors having stocked fridges 
or food on the table after a long day at work and school, it's something people can all get around. And so we, we will never be partisan. We're always going to be nonpartisan. I really think this is an issue that can bring the community together. It already has. And you've seen, I mean, I've been over there at Second Harvest when Tom Emmer has come through. I mean, uh, you know, politicians of both parties come and tour, uh, come and talk to you. So I am optimistic that we can find policy solutions that really ultimately you're talking about attacking the issue of poverty. That is that is the root issue here, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. And we are so honored and proud to host anyone who wants to come through our doors, honestly, Jason. And, you know, Congressman Emmer um, has been here a number of times, even before we opened in 2020 at this new campus. And, um, you know, what is important uh, with no matter who you're talking with, probably not always going to be in alignment on every, every single thing. The important part from my perspective is to keep an open conversation about the reality on the ground. And we do that with our entire federal delegation. We have got good relationships there and we'll work hard to keep them. Again, I think this is a unifying issue. Is this, is it, when you talk about, and we're talking with Allison O'Toole, Second Harvest Heartland, when you talk about policies that can really make a difference when it comes to hunger, is this, is this largely at the state level or uh, does it get bigger where you say, no, this is, you know, it's it's farm bill, it's federal, uh, it's federal issues as well. Well, one of the main messages today was that we need everyone at the table, and that means state government. We can, um, our state can come to the table in a different way by supporting food banks and food shelves, but also those root causes of poverty, and by enacting, you know, the child tax credit and universal school meals. So important. An even bigger policy lever is at the federal level, and I hope, um, you know, we are waiting for a farm bill to be reauthorized. Um, We work with the Feeding America Network to advocate for a strong farm bill, which includes, you know, like 80 or 90 percent of the farm bill is nutrition programs that impact food insecurity and the hunger issue. So it is critically important. It is a massive piece of legislation. And we sure hope it gets done. We're going to work hard to make sure it does. But both levels of government are really critical. You announced two major gifts from foundations uh, and corporations today. The Cargill Foundation with $10 million, Target with $10 million. Is there a fundraising goal? And does this sort of throw down the gauntlet for other Minnesota corporations and foundations to step up? Well, we hope it is an invitation to everyone to step up. Oh, I like that. You say that. You say that so much nicer than me. (laughs) I like the challenges out there. Like, I'm going to start calling out the companies by name. You call it an invitation. That's why you run the. That's why you. That's right. That's why you're the CEO and I'm I'm the talk show host. (laughs) Well, you if we team up to handle our talking points together we're gonna we're gonna it could go. be magic you could be the good cop i'll be um, the bad cop i think it works out fine yeah. yeah i mean i think what we saw today is cargo and target stepping up and we are so excited for others to step up we need everyone at the table and to your listeners who are um, wondering how they can help everyone can help we need your time your voices 
um, your dollars, if you have, uh, you know, the money to give, you can give it to us. You can give it to your local food shelf, too. It all makes a difference. But when I think about <clears throat> a huge goal, this is, you know, the, the gifts today reflect the enormity of the issue we face as a community. It's going to require a significant investment. And the range we are working with right now is between 150 and $250 million. We are going to know more as we dive into this. We will keep communicating about it. But again, the enormity of the issue, this requires huge investment um, to turn around. How do, we, how do we track it? How do we know if, if we did it by 2030? Well, so we're tracking right now. Um, we talked about food shelf visits today. And that has, you know, I said um, the number has doubled since 2021. Um, and last year we saw 7.5 million visits to food shelves. 7.5 million, Jason. It's unconscionable. That is what we're tracking today. We're going to work really hard uh, over the next 12 months. And a year from now, we're going to release a Make Hunger History scorecard. So we can track our progress as a community towards this goal, and it's going to be a lot more sophisticated and a lot more current, um, you know, and it's, it's a complicated issue, which requires a comp- complex and sophisticated measurement, and that's what we're going after. Uh, I'm excited for today to get this out in the world and the universe and the fact that we had the governor and the lieutenant governor there to me indicates that our our political leaders believe as you do that this is doable that this isn't just like a rhetorical goal that this is something that will happen i think it will and i you know we'll be the first state in the country to to come together and get it done once and for all jason we can do that as a community here in minnesota we've done it before um we have enough resources we have the brightest minds in the country, in my opinion, in our community, and we're going to get this done. Yeah. Um, well, we'll help. You know, we'll about, help on Thursday with uh, Let's Kick Hunger Day out at headquarters all day. We'll be raising money, so uh, it's an exciting week uh, for something important to all of us. I think. Yeah, and thanks so much for everything you do, Jason. Thank I, I do uh, next to nothing, but thank you, Allie. <laughs> I just I love to spread the word of the great work that everybody's doing over there. So so we appreciate it. And we'll Well, see you guys. We'll see you on Thursday. Sounds good. Thanks so much. Allison O'Toole, 423, back in just a minute with traffic and weather here on CCO. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.